Hello and welcome to K Sarah Sarah, the FA Cup podcast which takes you closer to some of the most fascinating stories surrounding the oldest club competition in football. It might have started over 150 years ago, but the FA Cup is still something that so many people care about, and that is precisely what this podcast will aim to show. I'm your host, George Wilson, and I'll look to bring you plenty of interviews and discussion in every single episode, starting with this one as we look ahead to this season's first round proper. It's fantastic to have your company for the first ever episode of this pod. It's something I've really wanted to put together for a little while now. and It's great to finally, you know, reach this point. So, yeah, let's jump straight in. Personally, I've always viewed the first round proper as a really significant weekend in the EFL calendar with the League One and Two sides coming into the competition as we're going to see this coming weekend. And it also always to me feels like the time when the exposure that the cup gets increases just that little bit we see the draw being televised as we did a couple of weeks ago and plenty of games are going to be on tv across the weekend on the friday night on the sunday on the monday evening so yeah it's it's, it's a big time and that's why it feels like a good time to be starting this podcast this season but it's also important that i stress that the cup does not begin this weekend in fact For so many teams up and down the country, it began back in August with an extra preliminary round and in total six rounds have already taken place in order for this season's competition to be at the point that it is today. And I think that's why for this first episode, I thought it was important to focus specifically on a team who have been on quite the journey already to get to this point. And there are a few of these that are still in the hat and still in with a chance of progressing further in the competition. The team I'm going to focus on for this episode is Needham Market. They're a club based in Suffolk, not too far from where I reside. They play in the seventh tier of English football. The league they're in is the pitching in Southern League Premier Division Central. It's a bit of a mouthful, I know, but... They joined this year's FA Cup in the first qualifying round as a seventh tier team and now they find themselves in the first round proper. It's a big deal for Needham. On Saturday, they'll head to Staffordshire to take on Burton Albion who are, of course, four divisions above them in Skybet League One. Needham do enjoy a cup competition. Just last season, they reached the quarterfinals of the FA Trophy. They went on a brilliant run in that. They're continuing to really enjoy the Cups this year. They haven't had too good of a time in the trophy, but they've enjoyed themselves in the FA Cup. They'll want to go further, and I think they could be capable of causing a surprise at the Pirelli Stadium on Saturday. As I say, I can't claim to be an expert on Needham Market, but I caught up with one earlier this week in the form of Drew Kendall, who's the club's media manager, just to get his thoughts ahead of the weekend. Drew, thank you very much for coming on and being my first guest on the podcast. Need a market Saturday afternoon. It's a huge game. It's the first time the Suffolk Club have reached the first round of the FA Cup. There must be a real buzz around the club at the moment as a result of that. Being honest, there's always a bit of a buzz around the club because... There's just this togetherness within the club and we have this knack of like in big games, we tend to step up and 
take the game to the opposition, like the trophy run, as you know, last year we beat three teams, I think, that were a league above us. We've already beaten Maidstone to get to this point. So as much as we know we're obviously underdogs for tomorrow, for Saturday even, we're um, very much looking forward to it. Yeah, and you, you mentioned there how the trophy run last season, how you had to beat teams above you and you've been on quite the run to get to this stage of this year's FA Cup. You joined the competition in the first qualifying rounds. You've had to win four straight games, all of which were at yep. home. What has that journey been like? Can you kind of summarise it? Yeah, it's been a good one, really. I know, obviously, we played Cheringham, which is a game that when we were drawn against them, everyone would have banked us to win it. And obviously we did mm -hmm. quite comfortably. But it's been a run that, while we've, I personally obviously enjoyed it and the club have in general, it's been one that taken game by game and any game, if you don't play your best, you could easily lose. But it's been kind of the dream run, to be fair. And like you said, we've had all home games up until Saturday, which has helped. But in previous seasons, we've had a good record on the road. So we've just put in big performances and really got what we deserved. Yeah, and going pretty well in the league as well. In tier three of non-league, tier seven in the pyramid as well, of course. Your manager, Kevin Horlock, I, I wanted to ask about him because that's a name that some listeners might be aware of because obviously during his playing career, he represented Manchester City, West Ham United and local team Ipswich Town. You've obviously worked with him fairly closely through your media role. What, yeah. what can you tell me about what it's like to work with him? And also, why do you think he's been so successful in his time as need a market manager? Well, firstly, I think he's quite a pleasure to work with. As a media person, he's kind of one of the ideal people that you could have as a manager. He's outgoing, helpful, stuff like that. He provides good insight, obviously, when I do the interviews with him for the club. In terms of being a good manager, I think he's just getting the lads to play football the right way, but also knows how to obviously get results, utilising the club's academy, because obviously he's our academy manager at the same time, and bringing them through and giving them a chance. And all the lads have taken it with both hands, really. Burton Albion away on Saturday. It is then in the first round. They sit bottom of League One after the first um, first few games of the season. Well, it's, it's more than a few games, of course. But after everything we've spoken about and everything you've said about Horlock and the team, you must have genuine belief that you could go to the Pirelli on Saturday and come away with the result. Yeah, well, we'll obviously be the underdogs and... I guess, in a way, it might depend on what team Burton put out because we don't know whether they'll put a strong side or weakened side or what. But regardless of that, we'll be going there to put on a good performance for our fans that are travelling down. And I know for a fact that there's going to be quite a few. I don't know an exact number, but it's going to be an occasion that we're going to enjoy. But I know for a fact the lads won't be going there just to be making up the numbers they'll be wanting to put on a show give Burton a good test and show that teams from our level can go to places like Burton and put on a shock and you say about Burton being bottom in that sense it does give us a chance 
again, it will depend on what side they put out. No disrespect to Burton and anyone else, because in all fairness, we just wanted anyone from the Football League in this round, and we've got that. Perfect. A big day out that we dreamed of. But in a way, when we looked at the draw, it was a slightly winnable one if we play to our best. And there'll be a bit of luck that we'll have to go for our for us, obviously. But we're definitely up for it. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting point you make because ahead of that first round draw, you had teams such as Sheffield Wednesday, Derby, Ipswich Town, who, of course, neighbours of yours. And you, I know you played them in pre-season, didn't you? But teams with... Yeah fairly large stadiums, whereas you've drawn Burton, who, who play in quite a small stadium for League One, at least. Um, do you think that could serve as an advantage in that, compared to if you'd got one of those clubs I just mentioned, there's less chance that the Needham players are going to be overawed by the occasion? I suppose the sense of occasion is still there because you've got a bigger way following going, but it's yeah. still lesser than it would have been had you got one of those clubs. Do you know what I mean? Potentially. You mentioned, obviously, Ipswich. Uh, that would have been an intriguing one, to be fair, because, obviously, being the close nature of the two teams, you probably get a crossover of fans. So I don't know what that would have meant for the atmosphere, potentially. Who knows? Uh, depending on what happens Saturday, we could find out and what happens with their game Monday. But in terms of what you said, I don't think our players would be too overawed by any occasion. I'd hope that they'd be buoyed by it and that will spur them on a bit more. But we obviously haven't been involved in games where we've had 20-plus thousand fans in the stadium making a ruckus. So it's something that I think we'd have to experience once or twice to be able to get an understanding of. But I would think it wouldn't be a problem for them, really. I'm going to ask you now, Drew, if you'd be able to give me a score prediction, I'm, I'm going to ask any guest that comes on this podcast ahead of a big game. How do you see it going on Saturday at the Pirelli? Funny enough, me and our club photographer had this conversation about an hour or so ago where we we weren't talking score predictions, but we are talking scenarios about what would like to happen or hope to happen or could happen. There is obviously the chance that it could be an off day for us and it ends 3-0 to Burton. But I'd hope it would be quite a close game. So like a 1-0, 2-1, 1-1, either way, I'd say. And I take it you wouldn't mind either if you were to draw with Burton, come back to Bloomfield yeah. for a replay. And then there's obviously the chance that it could be televised then. Because I know this game isn't televised at the weekend, but you never know with a replay. Yeah, I think if we... If we did get a replay and looking at the other draws for this weekend, there's Alva Church and Colville, who are obviously our division as well, that are away at big clubs. They could possibly draw, you never know. But um I would say I would think that if we did get a replay, it probably would be televised, but who knows? If it was, that'd be a massive benefit to the club, mostly. Absolutely. Um I'm sure You've got lots in store kind of for the media side on Saturday. Drew, where can people find your personal account on Twitter and also the Needham Market official account? What, what can you tell me? So my official account is D Kendall Media, all one word, A-double-L, not 
EL, as some people have got that wrong in the past. The club is Needham and then MKTFC on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Instagram, it's just Needham Market FC with an underscore between the Needham and the Market. And obviously the club's Facebook is the username's one of the same as one of the two Twitter or the Facebook, uh, Instagram. Brilliant. Well, best of luck to you on Saturday, Drew. I'll be keeping an eye out for all of the content that comes from the club. And fingers crossed, you come back from Burton in the second round of the FA Cup. Cheers. Thank you. Of course, Needham are just one of several non-league sides hoping to pull off an upset at the weekend. There are 80 ties taking place in total. And my word, there are so many intriguing ones to choose from. Friday night, you've got Hereford hosting two-time winners of the competition in Portsmouth. Um, that one's going to be live on the BBC. I think it's a particularly good one to kick the weekend off. And it could be quite an emotional night at Hereford as well, following the death of Ronnie Radford earlier this week. And I had to mention this game specifically because Ronnie Radford is an FA Cup hero. It's one of the one of the most iconic names to do with the trophy and the competition itself because Radford scored one of the most famous FA Cup goals of all time in 1972. Um, you might have seen it on social media if you're active on there. It's been shared around since this news came about, but the, the goal was for Hereford United against Newcastle United. So yeah, 50 years ago as they shocked Newcastle at Edgar Street and Hereford now under a different name that they dropped the United but they're still playing at Edgar Street it's still essentially the same club so they will really want to pay tribute to Radford that I'm sure they'll have something um, prepared for before the game I'm looking forward to seeing it but the best way for them to pay tribute would be by pulling off another upset there'll be a bumper crowd there um, so I think if you're Portsmouth going into that, if you're the Cowley brothers, you've got to prepare them for what's going to be a really challenging test because there's kind of more to that game for Hereford now than there maybe was before. We've also got, as Drew mentioned there, other teams in Needham's league with some big matches, the likes of Alva Church, who knocked out Worksop Town in the fourth qualifying round. That was an impressive win because Worksop are very strong themselves. They head to Cheltenham Town at the weekend. Colville, another team that Drew mentioned from that same division, they pulled off a big scalp in the last round to beat Notts County. They head to the Valley this weekend, so they're getting a nice big stadium to play in to face Charlton Athletic, of course. Other ties that I've picked out, South Shields at home to Forest Green Rovers. You've got Chippenham Town at home to Lincoln City. MK Dons host Taunton Town, Weymouth, they welcome AFC Wimbledon, and then you've got Curzon Ashton hosting Cambridge United. I, I haven't really mentioned all of them there. How, how many have I listed? Six or seven? You have to take a look at the fixtures yourself. There are so many good ones. There are too many to mention, but there's just a taste of a few. Another I haven't mentioned there that I'd kind of like to focus on is a game that's taking place on Monday evening. So after we've had the weekend full of games, there'll be one left to take in on Monday night. That one is between Bracknell Town, which again is at the same 
level of the pyramid as need and market. Step three of the non-league pyramid, tier seven. They play in the Southern League, Premier Division South. They were drawn against Ipswich Town, who have won the competition once before. Like it's going to be for Needham, it'll be a huge night for Bracknell. It's in front of the TV cameras, like I said. But the reason I want to look at this game is because I think so much going into these early FA Cup games when it's uh, David against the Goliath, you only really hear from the David and hear about you know, how big of a deal it is for them and how they're hoping to pull something off. But I also think it's important that you hear how it feels as a supporter of the bigger team in this game to be going into it and finding out whether it's the sort of game that they relish or the sort of game that they dread because if they lose it, then they're going to be on the back page of all the newspapers. Um, so, yeah, I, I wanted to focus on that for this one. So I got in touch with Callum Brissett. He writes for Vavil UK, but the reason I got in touch with him is because I know he's an Ipswich Town supporter. So I spoke to him. I, I asked Callum how he felt when he watched the draw and how he found out that um, Bracknell were going to be Ipswich's first opponents in this year's competition. And this is what he said. Well, the FA Cup draw is one of them things that, I mean, I personally love the FA Cup. I think the draw is something that I get excited about every year. Whatever round we enter, obviously, in recent years, it's been from the first round. And then there was there was a selection of teams that you just thought, yeah, that would be good. You know, the the, the lower-ranked teams. Because we've been, we've been used to getting boring draws over the last, well, certainly in my lifetime. I can't remember an interesting cup draw we've had. So... When Bracknell came out the hat, and then I saw that it was it was us going away to Bracknell Town, it was it was a bit of excitement. I was my initial thoughts was it was this is brilliant. It's a it's a great cup tie for 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 themselves as much as the excitement for myself as well. Um, you know, it's something different, um, something to get excited about, and uh, I'm sure we're all uh, well in some ways looking forward to it, and in some ways. Not so much at the same time. I don't know if you'd want me to kind of bring this up as early as I am, but I'm going to go for it straight away. You, I can see you've got a smile on your face. You probably know what I'm going to say, but it's almost six years now since Ipswich faced a non-league team in this competition. They weren't as low, not that Bracknell are too low down the pyramid, but I think mm -hmm. they were in the National League. It was Lincoln City. It was on TV. It was Mick McCarthy's Ipswich and... You went down 1-0. That was in a replay, in fact, wasn't it? Now, now I think of it. So that experience happened six years ago, like I say. Six years on, you've got Kieran McKenna in charge. It's very much a different Ipswich team. But do you think, from the fans' perspective, the experience of that and you know being on the end of that upset, do you think that will mean going into this, you're very aware that you know this is not as easy as some might think it is? Absolutely. It's something that, you know, has haunted us for many years. I think that I think Lincoln City were I think they were top of the National League at the time and got promoted. So Bracknell Town aren't quite at as high a level as Lincoln were, but it's still something to be very wary of. The fact it's on television again, we lost at Lincoln was on television, it was in a replay. Away from home as well. Um so it does put that, you know, them doubts in your back of your mind. But like you say, it's a completely different team, different manager, different approach. And you'd like to think that it would. You'd like to think it would be a professional job from us, but you're never so sure. So we'll uh, we'll find out on Monday night. We certainly will. Um, for any listeners 
who perhaps don't follow League One particularly closely. Are you able to kind of give a summary of how the season so far has gone for Ipswich? I mentioned there you've got a relatively new manager, a few new players as well. How's it gone so far in 2022-23? Yeah, well, we've had a good start to the season. First full season under Kieran McKenna, his first full season in senior management. He came in last December. Um, A few new players added to the squad this season, but the bulk of it was from our overhaul last campaign. We've got a pretty competitive squad. We've, we're currently sitting second in League One at the moment. Two defeats all season. Um, just come off the back of a thrilling four-all draw at the weekend, which was hard to put into words come full time. Um, but yeah, overall, it's been a very good start. We're three points clear of third place, four points behind league leaders Plymouth. They won last night. But, you know, certainly something to be optimistic about. And there's every belief that, that this season could be the one that that we that we get out of the division at what would be the fourth attempt. You mentioned there the game against Charlton. D- don't worry, I'm not going to make you relive or talk about that anymore. This is an FA Cup pod, so yeah, I, I, I won't I won't make you talk through that. But you mentioned earlier on how you've had the last three seasons in League One. This one being your fourth, and I spotted on your record before we started recording in the previous three. You've never made it to round three, and mm-hmm. you've also only won two FA Cup games in the last twelve seasons. I think it was, which, as far as records go, I, I know there will be other clubs, fans of other clubs listening in who think, yeah, we've got a shoddy record as well. But Ipswich are one-time winners of the competition, so do you think there's there's a bit of a desire from supporters to not fall short this season, like you have done recently, or? In other ways, is it all about firmly placing your eyes on promotion this year? How do you see it? It's, it's a bit of both. Obviously, if you ask anyone what the top priority is, it is to be promoted from the division. But at the same time, as you say, we're former winners of the competition. Many of the older generations have fond memories of the FA Cup. The younger generations, such as myself, not so much. But two wins in 12 years, is a, it, it really is a terrible record. And you get this tie at, at Bracknell Town and you know, let's let's face it. It's it's a game we should be winning, uh, and then we're then we're one away from the third round, and you know, it's 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 one of them. Why not have a have a bit of a cup run? You know, we we we've got a deep enough squad. We've got great good depth in the in the squad that I don't think it will hinder the league format at all. In fact, I'm a believer that you know, winning winning breeds momentum in all competitions. Really, um, I I don't really buy into the focus on the league, particularly at this time of the year because November's a really quiet month for League One and Two clubs. So we've only got two league games in it. There's obviously two weekends reserved for FA Cup. And so we, we, we don't play again for another five days. We're not playing for nine days up until this game. And it would be the same situation at the back end of the month if we got into the second round. So there's no reason why we can't go on a run. And I'm sure the fans would appreciate that as well. And who knows, you get to the third round, you can draw anyone. Going into the game, what has the situation been like with the club selling away tickets? I, I take it, it, you know, Ipswich have got a very good away support. So did they go very quickly? Did, did you manage to get one yourself? Yeah, it's funny you should mention that because they went on sale this morning. They left it pretty late. So they needed to, Bracknell Town needed to do an audit on the ground to 
discover what the official capacity would be. I, I think it's come to 2,000, I think is the number that's quoted. And we're entitled to 15% and that's what they've given us. So it's 300 tickets that we've got. And uh, we've done it on a system where priority is given to those who have done five away matches this season. Mm-hmm. And they went on, and they went on sale this morning at ten o'clock. I, I did manage to get one. I was on the website this morning, so Excellent. I will be there next Monday night. But yeah, I, th- I think it's probably the fairest system possible. Really, obviously, it's on television, so everyone will be able to watch it. Those who aren't at the game, but three hundred away tickets, grounded two thousand. I don't think there's segregation either. I think that's the that's the aim that it's going to be unsegregated. So should be a should be a good night for for, for Bracknell Town more than any other one, really. Yeah, I'm sure they can't wait for it. As you said, live on TV. I think it's ITV, isn't it? Another question in terms of the challenges that Ipswich will face on Monday night. I suppose as the bigger team in a game like this, half the battle is often blocking out the pre-match noise and the talk of an upset because that is ultimately what they're going to be talking about on TV and just concentrating on what's going on on the pitch. Do you have faith in McKenna and faith in the players that they will be capable of doing that ultimately? Because if you look at the quality, you know, this is professionals against semi-professionals, isn't it? Do you have faith that, you know, that will come through and that will be what we see in the end result? Yeah, I, I don't think you, you you can not have faith. Otherwise you're, otherwise you're suggesting there's something deeply wrong going on if, if if that's the case, so you know I'm confident it will it will be Kieran McKenna's first FA Cup match as manager. So it will be interesting. Well, it would have been interesting to see how strong he would have taken it had it been a uh, against a, a similar level opposition. Mm-hmm. I suppose we won't know because there will be it will be eleven changes, no doubt about that. It'll be a, a young and fresh change squad, but I have belief that you know it will be taken taken like any other game that that, that we play and as you say, just try and block out the noise, which is what the main focus will be because everyone will be talking about it. Everybody who doesn't support Ipswich Town will be will be rooting for Bracknell that night. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I, I won't speak to, for myself on that one, but yeah, I, I think your last statement there does ring true. Talk to me as well about um, Ipswich's TV record or rather Ipswich's TV curse because... I've read a little bit about that in recent weeks because I, I know you beat Derby on the Friday night, wasn't it, about 10 days ago? But mm-hmm. prior to that, it wasn't great. What can you tell me about that? Well, it's been a big talking point recently in the lead-up to that Derby County game that we did beat them 1-0. And a lot of people were saying, oh, that's the curse lifted. Because I think previously, I don't have the figure to mind, but it was something like three wins in 30-odd matches going back seven or eight years it really is a, a poor record mm-hmm. um but and it, it goes back to last season as well when we were knocked out away at barrow in a replay also on icv4 <laughs> on a wednesday night so it, it does bring back memories like that but um yeah there's been a lot of talk of of, of curses tv curses among 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 fans more than anyone else you know it's not something that that the, the squad and the management team are focused on. It's just any other game. It's not, it's, it's not a thing, but it is a thing. It, it's what it's what it's one of them. But um, hopefully that's been lifted, and it's one of those monkeys we've got off our backs um, from uh, a couple of Friday nights ago. 
yeah, it, it definitely sounds like something um, you don't believe in, which I think is the right way to look at it, Callum. Um, can I push you for a score prediction ahead of the game? I know while we're recording this, is still just under a week to go, but I, I will push you for one. Go on. I mean, I'd, I, I, it's not something that I particularly like doing at the best of times, but certainly not <laughs> in a game like this. But I'd like to think that it will be a change squad, but it will still be a, 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 a squad that, that on paper is good enough to win the game. So we'll go for a we'll go for a professional four now. Four nil. We'll hold you to that, Callum. Where can any listeners find you on social media on Twitter? Can you give us your handle and we'll you know give you a yep, shout so, out and go and follow you? Yep. So I'm on Twitter. Um, my name's Callum Brissett, but my Twitter handle has the initials swapped round. So it's Ballum Crissett. So that's B A double L U M K R I double S C T. I'm sure you'll you'll link it for anyone that, that wants it anyway. But yeah, that's where you can find me on Twitter. Yeah, we certainly shall link it. Don't forget the the first initial switch round if you want to go and follow Callum to check out his work for places like Vavil and other stuff like that. Um, so yeah, Callum, thank you very much for coming on and yeah, enjoy the game on Monday. I'm sure Bracknell will be buzzing on the night. Yeah, thanks for having me on, George. Thanks a lot. There we have it then. Great to hear from Callum. I thought he made some really interesting points. We're coming towards the end of this first episode now, though, so it's probably about time I let you know how you can get in contact with the podcast, should you want to, after listening to this. You can find us on Twitter. The handle on Twitter is at Pod. Relatively easy, I think. Um, so be sure to give us a follow over there if you feel like it, and perhaps even share the episode if you've enjoyed it. That would be much appreciated. Our DMs are open on there and they will always stay open in case you want to send in any suggestions of topics you'd like to hear discussed relating to the FA Cup, of course. Any questions you might have that I can try and answer. I can't promise that I'll give brilliant answers, but I'll try my best. Or Simply, you might have a statement about a game that you've seen or something more general in terms of the competition that you feel needs saying that um, we can discuss. And I'd love to welcome listeners on to speak about their team as well. We've we've had um, two interviews this week, but I want there to be different interviews on every single episode. So if you feel like doing that, then get in touch. I'd love to invite you on. And whether that's about an FA Cup game you've been to see or are going to see or anything really, I'm very much open to that. And fans, you know, ultimately deserve to have their voices heard. So the platform is there should you watch it and you're listening to this and um, should you want the platform, I should say. Another thing I have to mention is if you don't have or use Twitter, you can get in contact via email as well. We've got an email address, which is ksarasarapod at gmail.com. And the Twitter handle, just to repeat, is ksarasarapod. Um, that's pretty much everything for this first episode that I kind of wanted to share. I hope the interviews I hope you found them useful and, like I say, insightful. I, I personally think they were. I think both of the guys spoke really well and have teed up this first round weekend really nicely. In terms of future episodes, my plan is that there will be one that is released before every FA Cup round and one that's released after every round. So 
I intend on doing an episode next week to look back on the round one matches. It'd be great if you could join me for that as well. It'd be nice too if there are a few upsets to talk about with the number of upset possible games that there are that we listed earlier. I would like to think there will be a few. But yeah, ideally, this will run all the way up until the final next June. So strap yourselves in, I suppose. Here's hoping for a really entertaining ride over the next few months. Whether you're going to an FA Cup game or not, I hope you have a brilliant weekend.